What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Bill Rossetti of Panthers Y hitting you guys back up here on Wednesday, August 29th, as we are closing in on the end of the regular Sorry, not the regular season. The end of the preseason. We don't want to think about the end of the regular season right now. End of the preseason. One game left. And that, of course, is tomorrow night against the Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll find out kind of the final pieces of this roster and things like the backup quarterback job and uh, just... A couple of back-end questions hopefully will get answered after Thursday. And, of course, Saturday is the cut-down day. So going to try to have this kind of schedule for the rest of the week. So we'll talk. This will kind of wrap up last week, uh, Look, glance over snap counts and things like that from the Patriots game, and then a couple of notes from practice and from Ron Rivera over the last couple days. And then for tomorrow, of course, it's essentially the game day edition, uh, previewing what to look for against the Steelers in the final preseason game, including, of course, the backup or the uh, the battle for the backup quarterback job, which right now Taylor Heineke seems to have the inside track as he will get the start against the Steelers. I mean, we didn't expect Cam Newton to play at all, and you know, we don't expect any really any of the starters to play. So Heineke gets to the start tomorrow, and you have to figure if he plays well enough, he will end up as the number two quarterback on this team. But certainly, it is still there for the taking for Garrett Gilbert. So again, we'll kind of talk about that as one of the things to look for. And then other notes tomorrow. So that'll be Thursday. Friday, of course, we'll kind of wrap things up, uh, what we liked, what we didn't like. And then a, we'll try to get a final roster projection in before Saturday. And then Saturday, uh, we'll probably, I'll probably record later Saturday after the initial cuts have been made. And we'll kind of look at who was cut and who made the final 53, or, at least, or I should say the temporary final 53. Because as you guys know... Uh, the 53 that you have on your roster comes Saturday night. It's not always what it's going to be uh, by the end of the day Sunday because, of course, you have waivers and, you know, so you're claiming players that were cut from other teams. Uh, so we'll look at that and we'll start looking at the pr- uh, who could be on the practice squad as well. And then next week... We'll have an idea what the roster will look like as the roster will pretty much be set. Practice squad will be set. And it will officially be game week. It will be week one. We'll start getting ready for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, We're also going to try to bring back crossovers. Uh, You guys remember, did a bunch of them last season. Uh, They're definitely fun to do, talking with the other hosts. We're going to try to get that back going as well this season. So hopefully we'll get hopefully we'll get some crossover work sometime next week. Uh, talking about the Dallas Cowboys, you know certainly some guys as the other hosts of this Ross on this network. I uh, definitely enjoy talking to like Aaron Freeman with the Falcons. Uh, looking forward to talking with him and a host of others. So that's kind of the the schedule coming up 
uh, for the foreseeable future over the next couple of days. So hopefully things work out and you guys are ex as excited as I am for the start of the regular season here. Before we move on, we want to give a shout out to one of our great sponsors. Uh, great to have them back this season. That's mybookie.ag. Uh, they were very supportive of the podcast last season. Great to have them this season. Uh, if you've checked them out last season, great. If not, here's your chance to check out uh, a great website. I mean, mybookie is a very nice looking website, very easy to navigate. Um, and it's, it's, it's just a great great website to check out if you feel like you know who's going to win. Because remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. And when it comes to who we're betting with, you got to check out MyBookie. They are the best bet this season for you guys. They've been in the business for years, have great reviews online, and their mobile site is very easy to use. So lay down some cash and win big today. And listen, I would only recommend sites to my listeners that have been good to me, and this has been, and this is a great site for me to check out. So I suggest, or I encourage you guys to check it out as well, because when you win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over/under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. So talk about taking fantasy football to the next level. So join now and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use the promo code locked on to activate your offer. So that's my bookie M Y B O O K I E. And don't forget to use the promo code locked on when cre creating your account to claim your bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. So let's take one last look at last week's game against the Patriots, specifically in terms of notable snap counts and player grades on both offense and defense. We'll start on offense. Blaine Clussell got a lot of work in last week. He played 59 snaps, 59 out of 68 snaps. Remember, he came in after the injury to Jonathan Searles and basically played almost the entire rest of the game at that point. So 59 snaps, ended up with a grade of 66.9. So not too bad. Uh, pretty much kind of middle of the pack. He did rank uh, 18th in terms of overall offensive grade. That is out of 40 players. So at least he was in the top half uh, in that aspect. But his 59 snaps were 26 more than any other player. Because you figure the starters, of course, got the bulk of, uh, you know, they pretty much make up all the rest of the next few spots save for backup center Kyle Friend playing one more snap than Torrey Smith. But he had 33 snaps for Christian McCaffrey, Greg Van Roten, Ryan Khalil, Ian Thomas, Taylor Moten, and Trey Turner. And then Devin Funches and Greg Olson each played 31 snaps. So they were the guys that had at least 30. Cam Newton played 29. Kyle Friend, 27. Torrey Smith, 26. And then... Adam Biznawadi with 23, Brendan Mayon with 22, Taylor Hearn with 22. The rest of the guys that had at least 20 snaps. If we look at offensive grade, 
this ought to make Panthers fans pretty happy. It was the quarterback, Cam Newton, who had the highest overall offensive grade last week at a 90.9. In fact, he was the only offensive player with a grade above 90. Uh, the next highest was very close to 90. Uh, funnily enough, it was actually Kyle Allen, 89.4. Uh, four snaps, uh, one, pa one passing snap, one run, and two pass blocking. Um, but, I mean, take that with a grain of salt, four, four snaps. Uh, if we're looking at grades of players that had a healthy number of snaps, uh, Curtis Samuel played 18 snaps and ended up with a grade of 86.4. And we've, we've talked about Curtis Samuel as one of those guys that is kind of starting to find his role, find his niche in this offense. It looks like he's going to get some snaps, which is good to see. Uh, so it's looking pretty likely that Samuel is going to make this this roster. So I would venture to guess, like I did in my projections last week, that six receivers are probably going to make this roster. Uh, you did have Moss Frazier coming with an 85.7 grade, but that was only in eight snaps. Garrett Gilbert with an 80.4 and 17 snaps. And then, then you had a couple of the starters. Taylor Moten, 74.5, and Christian McCaffrey, 73.8 and then the rest of the guys with at least a 70 grade were <coughs> excuse me were Jairus Wright uh, with 72.9 19 snaps Quintarius Eatman the right tackle 15 snaps 72.8 grade 71.7 uh, for Trey Turner and Taylor Heineke with a 69 grade. Apologies for the those kind of bleeps. Hopefully you can mute them for a moment. Uh, in terms of the rest of the starters, uh, Van Roten had a 68.7. Funchess. Funchess with a... Uh, 67.2. <coughs> Excuse me. Funches with a, a 67.2. Then you had Greg Olson with a 67. Searles, 61.9. Ian Thomas, 47.3. Torrey Smith, 44.2. And Ryan Khalil, 43.6. If we switch gears quickly to the defensive side of the ball and look first at uh, snap counts and then grades, most snaps, that went to Dante Jackson, 34 snaps. In fact, it was uh, a few of the defensive backs that were getting a lot of the work. Dante Jackson played 34 snaps and, of course, got the start. Desmond Southward. 32 snaps. Corn Elder played 30 snaps, as did Luke Keekley and James Bradbury. Mike At and Mike Adams played 30. Demetrius Cox, Lorenzo Doss, and Shaq Thompson each played 26 snaps. Ben Jacobs, 24. Wes Horton, 23. Colin Jones, 23. Deshaun Hall, 22. Uh, and 21 each for Brian Cox, Jared Norse, F.A. Obada, Ladarius Gunter, Rashawn Golden, Marquise Haynes, Tracy Sprinkle, and Alex Carter. They were, they were the guys that played at least 20 snaps. 
then uh, Addison, Short, and Butler had 19 and 18. Munnerlin had 18. Thomas Davis only played eight snaps. Remember, uh, he only played two series. As, of course, the Panthers are preparing for preparing for life without Thomas Davis as he gets set to begin his four-game suspension. And then if we look at overall grades for defensive players, uh, Jermaine Carter in 14 snaps graded out the highest on the Panthers' defense at 83.8. So that also means that Cam Newton... As uh, Cam Newton was the only player on the entire team, often or at least offense and defense, with a grade above 90. So for the preseason or for the regular season dress rehearsal, especially against the Patriots, uh, and, and again, you know, take PFF grades how you will, you know, especially in the preseason. But it's got to feel pretty good that Cam Newton was the highest graded player between both offense and defense in the dress rehearsal game going into the regular season. So, again, take it for what it's worth, but I, I would take that as a positive. Uh, but Jermaine Carter, the rookie linebacker, 83.8 grade and 14 snaps. And then it was Luke Keekley, 81.5, just continuing to do what he does best. You know, five tackles... Five tackles on the night, excuse me. So, just uh, he's it's just Luke being Luke at this point. Uh, and then Colin Jones, the safety in 23 snaps, 81.2 grade, being the only other defensive player uh, the only other defensive player, excuse me, to record a grade of at least 80. Thomas Davis in his short work, 75.3, so he was the fourth highest graded player overall. Uh, and then the other players that graded above 70 were F.A. Obata, 74.4, Marquise Haynes, 73.7, and Shaq Thompson, 73.4. Rounding out the top 10 then were Brian Cox at 68.1, Demetrius Cox at 67.9, and Mike Adams, 65.6. So that's kind of a wrap-up on the snap counts and grades and kind of wrapping up week three of the preseason. Now we'll shift the focus to week four of the preseason. Again, the final preseason game of 2018. But one thing I do want to talk about, too, you know, just a couple of notes from the last couple of days uh, and a little bit of a self-promotion for me as well from Panthers Wire is kind of the recent comments made by Daryl Williams how he kind of opened up a little bit on his injury. Uh, he initially thought it was a torn ACL and felt very relieved that it wasn't. Obviously, everyone around the Panthers very relieved it was not a torn ACL because obviously that would have ended this season right then and there. Of course, it only ended up as a dislocated kneecap and a torn MCL. So we figured he's probably going to start the season on IR. But Darryl Williams is still hopeful that he can avoid IR. He's hoping to come back sooner. And like I kind of wrote about in the article, there's obviously pros and cons to him, whether he starts on IR or doesn't start on IR. The pro of not starting on IR, obviously, is 
a quicker return because them not putting him on IR could will pretty much signal that he should be ready to go earlier than expected because if you put him on IR, of course, that knocks him out for the first eight weeks of the season. But in terms of the roster construction, if you put him on IR, you will at least free up a roster spot, you know, because, of course, players on IR don't count against the 53-man roster. So you could pretty much add, say, an extra lineman or extra receiver, whatever the case may be. If you don't put him on IR, he's essentially taken up that roster spot because we know he'll be a weekly inactive, at least for the first couple of weeks of the season. So it's going to be very interesting to see come Saturday what the Panthers decide to do with Darrell Williams. If they decide to stash him on IR or if they keep him off IR and if they do keep, do put him on IR um, who more or less takes his roster spot or will they add say an extra offensive lineman to the mix. So that's obviously to me, probably the big storyline in terms of roster cutdown. We also saw a couple of returns over the last couple days for the Panthers. Uh, Julius Peppers recent, recently came back after being on the pup list from shoulder surgery. He was cleared to practice in full, and Norris Searcy cleared the concussion protocol. So he's back in practice. Uh, he, of course, won't play on. Uh, tomorrow, not that we really expected him to, give himself a little bit of an extra rest. But good to see, good to see him back, and certainly Ron Rivera is happy. He said to the media, it's good to have him back and working with the guys, getting the communications going again. It's a good thing so we can just keep going. And then just kind of a rundown of some of the guys that's, were banged up a little bit. Uh, Demir, pra- Demir Bird didn't practice Monday because of soreness, but he returned on Tuesday. And Andre Smith, the rookie seventh-round pick, uh, also was back in practice Monday and Tuesday. Matt Khalil and Jeremiah Searles, neither of them were at practice Tuesday. And then Kavon Seymour, of course, recovering from the from that root canal was working with trainers on the side as were Dare Williams and Amini Silatolu along with Marquise Haynes, Chris Manhurts and Jason Vanderland. Uh, in fact, a couple of the tight even Greg Olson did not play or did not practice on Tuesday. You know, more it was really more or less a rest day, like Ron Rivera said. We know he's not going to play Thursday. And again, Manhurts still not able to play. So you're looking at Ian Thomas will probably play quite a bit on Thursday. And then you also see Evan Bayless and Cam Serenier. So likely just uh, it'll probably be those three for the for the bulk of it. You know, as it. As even, like we said, Jason Vanderland with the knee injury kind of banged up a little bit. So it'll be interesting to see what the Panthers kind of come out with on Thursday night. And again, that's something we'll dig into tomorrow when we start talking about what to actually look for in week four. But that's kind of a bit of a catch-up 
at least a, a quick catch up over the last couple days. Uh, so now again, it's time to start getting ready for the Steelers and the final preseason game, and then we'll finally be able to talk about real, real football when we start getting ready for the Dallas Cowboys. So as always, I want to thank you guys so much for listening. Really do appreciate it. Uh, thanks to all the listeners that have been there for a while, and welcome to the new listeners. Remember, you can follow me on Twitter, at Bill underscore Setti. That's R-I-C-C-E-T-T-E. Uh, follow the podcast on iTunes, on Stitcher, uh, wherever you get your podcast listening pleasure. Uh, and take care of yourselves. Start getting ready for the game tomorrow. Again, we'll, we'll be back tomorrow to prep for the game and get you ready for the fourth and final preseason game. Until next time, I'm Bill Rossetti. You've been listening to the Locked On Panthers podcast. Thanks so much, everybody. We'll see you next time right here on LOP.